podcast time. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, what time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 19th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. What's going on? So over the last 18 weeks, we focused on different ways to lower your utility bills, and we've saved the average U.S. household $1,497 per year. Plus, we explored ways to reduce your electricity cost rates with solar power, and we found a bunch of free money to help you pay for household upgrades. And at this point, I think we've exhausted the subject of utility bills. So after today's episode, we're calling it a wrap on season one of the podcast. And today, we're focusing on utility bills themselves, so how to read your utility bills, and how to know when and how you're being charged for water and energy. And with this knowledge, you can make sure you're using energy and water when you'll be charged the cheapest prices for them. Which is super interesting to me. I never realized that the price of your utilities can depend so heavily on when you're using them. And this time sensitivity can change prices from month to month, or it can even change prices throughout the day from hour to hour. Right. And all of this depends on which rate structure your utility uses to charge you for units of water or energy. So let's take a look at electricity first. Electricity utility companies charge you based on how many kilowatt hours you use, and electricity bills usually come once a month. And the most basic rate structure is something called a flat rate, and this is where you pay the same price for every kilowatt hour that you use. So if your flat rate is 12 cents per kilowatt hour and you use 1,000 kilowatt hours in a month, your monthly bill would be about $120. Or you could have a variable rate structure, and that's when the price per kilowatt hour depends on market factors. So oftentimes your rate will be a bit lower in the winter when demand is lower, and your rate will be a bit higher in the summer when demand is higher. So fixed rates and variable rates make sense to me, but then other rate structures get a bit more complicated. But before we get into any others, let's look at electricity production from a utility company's perspective. So in general, it's cheapest for a utility company to create a constant supply of electricity at any given time. But this means there also needs to be a constant demand for electricity at any given time. But we tend to demand more electricity throughout the day than we do at night. And our peak demand is usually in the late afternoon and early evening when everyone is coming home from work, putting the AC on, cooking dinner, and watching the news on TV. Exactly. So because we demand more electricity during these peak hours, and because it's more expensive for electricity companies to meet this peak demand, many electricity companies will charge you higher prices for the kilowatt hours that you use during peak hours. So this rate structure is referred to as time of use. And the difference in kilowatt hour price during peak hours versus non-peak hours is by no means negligible. In parts of New York, residents pay 22 cents per kilowatt hour during daytime hours, but only one and a half cents per kilowatt hour during nighttime hours. Wow, that's basically free electricity overnight. So obviously we can't switch all of our electricity consumption to nighttime, but we should totally do that for items that aren't time sensitive. So just by running our dishwasher and washing machine and dryers at night, we can reduce their electricity electricity costs by over 95%. Nice. 
And if you've installed solar energy and battery storage, another way to avoid peak costs is to use the electricity from your batteries during peak hours. So that way, you're not purchasing electricity from your utility company during high-priced times. All right, so now let's talk about water bills for a bit. So electricity is billed by kilowatt hours, and water is usually billed by kilogallons, so that's 1,000 gallons. And many households pay a flat rate for water usage, similar to the flat rate we talked about for electricity. But many water utility companies implement seasonal or drought rate structures. So seasonal structures have higher prices for water during times of high demand, like in the summer when water usage increases because of people watering their lawns. And drought structures increase water prices when local water levels are low. Seems fair enough. And a water rate structure that I found to be super interesting is the increasing block structure. So this is when the rate you pay for water over a given time period increases as you use more water. So let's say you're billed for water every month, and the water utility company creates blocks that are 1,000 gallons each. So you might pay one penny per gallon for your first 1,000 gallons of water, which would be a total of $10. But then for the next 1,000 gallons that you use that month, you might pay two pennies per gallon. So you would pay $10 for the first 1,000 gallons and $20 for the next 1,000 gallons. So for 2,000 gallons of water in a month, you'd pay a total of $30. So the less water you use, the lower your effective rate is. Obviously, still use as much water as you need to stay healthy and clean. But if you notice you're using more water than necessary, the increasing block structure is definitely a motivator to use only what you need. Exactly. But in general for utility bills, it's not uncommon to have fixed costs that are unrelated to how much energy or water you use. So for example, for our natural gas bill, we have to pay a $10 connection fee every month whether or not we use gas. So it's important to know what you're being charged for because some fees won't change if you use less. But sometimes it's a bit difficult to know when and how you're using energy and water. This is where smart meters are super useful. So a lot of utility companies are now implementing smart meters, which allows you to see your real-time and historic usage of energy or water. Understanding your usage can help you avoid peak costs and can provide insights that help you lower your overall bills. So the best place to start is to call your utility company to see which rate structures they use. Then you can create a strategy to figure out how to minimize your utility bills. Okay, quick recap. All right, so the amount you pay for water and energy depends on the rate structure that your utility companies use. For example, if your electricity company uses the time of use rate structure, avoiding using electricity during peak hours can lower your electricity prices by up to 95%. Hell yeah. And if you have an increasing block rate structure for your water bills, using less water can keep your price per kilogallon low. Hell yeah. And you can use smart meters to better understand your energy and water usage patterns so you can identify ways to further reduce your utility bills. Hell yeah. So that's a wrap for season one on lowering your utility bills. Stay tuned for season two. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on when you use water and energy, how much water and energy you use, and which rate structures your utility companies provide. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is it all adds up podcast. Our website is it all adds up podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at it all adds up the podcast. 
And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. So now that season one's finally over, what topic should we be focusing on in season two? No idea. All I know is that I'm ready for some lunch right now. Oh yeah, let's talk about food.